0: Hello, and welcome to the inaugural episode of NHL in a Nutshell. My name is Hunter Miller, and I will be your host every other week as we drop our episodes. If you're not familiar with myself, you can find me over at Off the Rail Sports Podcast as well. But uh, this is a new episode that I wanted, or a new show that I wanted to drop, uh, just featuring me, myself, and I every week, just getting more comfortable discussing into the microphone. And giving fans of the NHL bi-weekly updates of things that they might have missed. Now, the podcast will be formatted yeah, probably in a similar way to what you're used to. You're going to have um, myself introducing the show, obviously, to start off. You're going to have about two segments every single show. We're going to start with the big three, and I'll get into more of that in a second. And then we're going to go into the team of the week. And that can feature a a ton of different things. This week, I didn't have time to line up an interview, but uh, the team of the week is going to be formatted. Basically, I go in. I I guess I'll start with uh, what the big three is going to look like because that's what we're going to start off with first. Uh, The big three, as silly as it sounds, it's it's pretty easy. Big three is what we're going to focus on uh, throughout the first five-ish minutes of the show. Discussing big three key points, pieces of news that you, need, as a NHL fan, need to know. And this podcast is going to be very, very targeted towards that group of people who, yes, you may have seen, hey, you know, Vasilevsky's hurt or something happened in the NHL. That's great. It's it's easy enough to read a tweet, but I'm going to try and do my best here in the ten, fifteen minutes that you guys are going to give me to, to talk about that a little bit more rather than you guys seeing that in a tweet. So I guess we'll kick off. So the big three is the first segment of the show. It's very exciting. Maybe we'll get some music in uh, as we progress every other week. I'll create some, a little bit of, of music to, to kick off the segment, but we'll we'll start with this. So big three this week. We'll start off by discussing... What just happened actually, the most recent news, Trevor Zegras with the Anaheim Ducks finally gets to report to training camp. Uh, He signed a three year deal at $5.75 million a year. Now if you're familiar with the situation, Trevor Zegras was a restricted free agent and they needed to, to sign him so he could be able to report to camp. Uh, he's been sitting out since camps opened about two weeks ago, just waiting to discuss deal with, with Anaheim. Um, if you read reports, as I have, you've seen that it looked like Anaheim was always going to be looking at a three or four year deal for Trevor Zegres. Um He's obviously going to be a big part of their future. But it's good to see that he did get a lot more money than what was projected. It's sounding like Anaheim wanted to give him 3 or $4 million a year, now, which doesn't make sense to me. Like Zegras is a, is a stud. You've seen him score Michigan goals. You've seen him on the cover of NHL as a young kid already. He's going to be huge for that franchise And uh, negotiations can always be tough like that as well. You don't want to disrespect someone. You don't want to get on the wrong foot. But Anaheim going in thinking, hey, we don't want to pay you, even though we know you're most likely going to be our next captain. You're going to be the future of this team. But, hey, we don't want to give you a long-term deal. So they bridge them. Bridge deal, if you're not familiar with the term, you're walking a restricted free agent right into free uh, into unrestricted free agency. So when that three years is up, he can go and sign with any other NHL team if he desires to do that. But that's a big deal for Trevor Zegras. I, I mean, coming off his entry-level deal, which he's making about eight seventy-five, eight $875,000 a year, it's a big raise for him. But compa- his comparables are making a lot more um, you look at Cole Caulfield who signed a seven or eight-year deal at big money. I wish Anaheim would have done this just to kind of start off, give some, give fans something to be excited about. Like, Not only do you drag this out when you're a team that's not close to spending at the cap, you're not allowing one of your best players to get into camp, and now it's a big story as if you don't want to pay your guy what he's worth when you have all the money in the world right now you're not paying any other stars on your team he is the future of the team gets laugh is gone cory perry is gone john gibson is gone this is the future and to disrespect him like that and and, and take it into two weeks into camp when it is some something simple as hey you're going to be here anyway why not sign a seven or eight year deal now we're going to do a three-year deal at lower money so that's number one Second piece of news, and we, we that went on a lot longer than I thought. Oh boy, I'm gonna have lots of news here. Um, Vasilevsky, um, Andre Vasilevsky, starting goaltender for Tampa Bay Lightning, who have been Cup champs. They've won three uh, in the last four, years, excuse me, two in the last four years. He is out two months to start the season after having back surgery, which it, it's tough. Vasilevsky, arguably the best goaltender in the league. Um, Excuse me. Um, any team who loses their starting goaltender is obviously going to be in a little bit of trouble. But for two months, that's it's going to be tough for Tampa, especially the way the Atlantic Division is this year. You have the Toronto Maple Leafs who are always up there and competing and always getting hundred plus points. You have Florida who just went to the Cup final last year. They're going to be wanting to to get back. You have Ottawa, Buffalo, Detroit who have taken another step. This is going to be a big tough task for for tampa without their starting goaltender for two months like and they don't have a great solid backup um it's it's going to be a really difficult task for, for it's going to be a difficult two months for for tampa and we'll, we'll see what happens but you know we'll move off of that one because The bigger story in Tampa, which is shocking, shocking that we have a bigger story than their starting goaltender being out. But you also have your captain on the first day of training camp saying that extension conversations just haven't been there, which is surprising. He came out first. If you didn't see the clip, you got to find it because Stamkos just comes out there reporter. He's going in the last year of his deal, which means you're allowed to start negotiating your next deal. And all of a sudden, a reporter asked him, hey, you know, have we had extension conversations yet? And Stamkos was honest about it, which I love because I think it's great for the game. But he said, hey, I wanted to have an extension talks with my GM, Julian Breezebaugh. And that didn't happen at all over the summer. And Julian Breezebaugh came out and said, yeah, I need to look at this team, the future of this team, and go from there. But you got to lock up your captain and you at least got to have conversations, especially with a guy like Stamkos, who's from the Toronto area, who wants to be your captain in the state of Florida, which, hey, you know, I guess Florida is not a, great, a bad place to live. But you have a guy like that who wants to stay. I think you got to have the conversation with him. And it might be something with, are they ready to move off of him? You know, he's had injury problems. He's in his mid30s now I think you still have to do your due, not do due diligence but you got to respect the captain of your own team uh, who's won you two cups and has been a key part of leading that chain that dressing room uh, for the last uh, however long he's been there I think he got drafted in 07 he's been a leader in that dressing room and the disrespect that uh, I've seen Tampa treat him it is not great. Second segment of each show, we're going to be looking at a team of the week. So depending on what's happening in the news, um, I'll be looking at the team of the week. So it could be a bad thing. It could be a good thing. This week, it's a bad thing. Um, the, the Ottawa Senators are my team of the week and it's it's not in a good way now you might look at it and say hey hunter they just finally had a new owner come out they they brought explain or they brought him out to the media we got a great look at him it's fantastic that's great but what's happening within the organization with shane pinto it's not good in my opinion if you're not familiar with the story shane pinto is a restricted free agent and he has yet to sign. Just like Trevor Zegras, it's been—it was two. It's been two weeks since we started camp, and he's not allowed to skate. And it doesn't sound like it's not a lack of him want, not wanting to be there. He wants to be on the ice, but for some odd reason, Ottawa can't make the money work. They can't afford to sign. Pinto, it's reported, they're looking at signing him $2.5 million. They can't fit that in the cap. We are two weeks into into camp here. You have to be able to figure out how to fit that into your cap for your third line center who scored 20 goals two years ago. Now, last year, I get it, he got hurt. But that's a 20 goal scorer that you are just having sit at home waiting for you to find a way to move money. Now, moving money... Is not easy in the cap game. You know, we have a flat cap of 82, 83.5 million dollars, and you have majority of the teams in the NHL who are up against the cap. It's been reported they want to move on from Matthew Joseph just to get some money out, but as of right now, that has not happened. And what has happened, which seems like a little bit of a cap dump, which is not good in my opinion. Uh, the Ottawa Senators have released from camp Jacob Bernard-Docker and uh, Igor Sokolov. And that's, that means they're going to try and send them down to the to the minor leagues. Now, when you try and send these guys down to the minor leagues, they're going to go on waivers. Which, if you're not familiar with how waivers work, if they go on waivers, any other team has the ability to claim them. Just because of the way their contracts are structured. This is your third and fifth overall prospect in the organization according to Daily Faceoff. That is atrocious that you're gonna try and... These were first round picks and you are dropping them through waivers to try and relieve cap money so you can sign your third line center. To me, it just seems like bad management. It's, it's It's poor asset management as well you're trying to get rid of prospects through waivers instead of trading them to relieve some money now it's reported this will only re- only relieve 1.7 million dollars if they're able to if they get if they go down or if they're claimed that still doesn't sound like enough to sign pinto so I'm not really sure what's going what's going to, to happen but who knows maybe in two, two weeks it'll be part of of the big three. Um, that's it for the show um, what else we're going to do throughout the show is we're going to have interviews uh, hopefully we get some interviews of some reporters who are following maybe the team of the week maybe the reporter is following one of the, the key points in the big three um, we're also I'm also inviting all of my listeners to ask questions on our social media platforms you can find those in the link um, on the website uh, please ask questions.'d love to answer them. Um, I'm really excited to get this going. I'm really excited to to have a casual fan kind of understand the game a little bit more rather than just reading and, and, and seeing, okay, this is what's this is what's happening. This show is going to be what does it mean for the league? And that's the most important thing. Thank you for listening. You can find find the podcast wherever you find your podcast, NHL In A Nutshell. I'll see you in a couple weeks.